Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style with a new name added, million dollar Miranda Morales here. I'll explain the reference in a little bit, but I am excited to be your host once again for the Hashtag Miranda Show. As always, I am being joined by the kingpin of thechairshot.com, of course, producer, telling me what to do uh, on the Hashtag Miranda Show. He is, you didn't know, a wrestling promoter. The unstoppable one, the king of shit takes, the reverend, Greg DeMarco. Are you really fucking with me right now? Are you fucking with me? Yes, it is. It is me. I'm all those things and more. I don't know how I can be as as, as Whitney Houston once said, I am every woman. Don't ask me to explain because <laughs> I can't. You can't. No. Um, that gives them a whole subject uh, about identification that we're not going to get into um, in this in this episode. But um we just got through with an election. I'm not. I'm not getting through that. Uh, but uh, hey, we're back. It's been a few weeks, uh, but we are back here on the hashtag Miranda Show. Excited to be finally talking on IZW Impact Zone Wrestling's Wanted, Dead or Alive. It happened a few weeks ago, Saturday, November 12th, at the Horny Toad in Glendale. And we are going to be reviewing the show, myself and Greg DeMarco, bringing you all of the highlights from Wanted, Dead, or Alive, including clips you may have seen on the internet with, a, I don't know, a, a cage match uh, of sorts. Possibly, that of you, sorts. You have to uh, see to believe. Um, very excited to do our uh ritual wrap-up of IZW shows, this one being the last show of 2020 uh, as we head into 2020, 2022. Um, 
2022, the last show of 2022, leading us into the beginning of the year to Monster, the institution, the staple of IZW. Fourth annual. Exciting. Fourth and annual it, Monster. Fourth annual the show monster. I didn't even want to do one of. Yep. And now you've done, you're going to four. Yep. Going into number four. Uh, so that is what we're going to be talking about during this show. So make sure you stay tuned. Uh, Million Dollar Miranda Morales. So that is another nickname moniker that I have just recently picked up uh, due to my colleagues over at Rage in the Ring, uh, a.k.a. Rage in the Cage, uh, which is a uh, fighting promotion uh, based in Phoenix. Um, I have started to do in-ring interviewing with them um, as of late. This past Friday, actually, uh, was my second time around. Uh, the first time I did it uh, back in October for their Rage in the Cage MMA fights. Uh, this time around was Rage in the Ring for Muay Thai, which I had never seen any Muay Thai fighting. Didn't know anything about Muay Thai. Um, but the lovely announcer there, Ryan, had uh, uh, give, given me the, the moniker of Million Dollar Miranda Morales. And you know how much I love alliteration, Greg. I love it. So, a, lot of, a lot of M's. A lot of M's. So uh, I think I'm going to add it to the moniker list. A lot of Million Dollar Miranda Morales moniker mm-hmm. made Ma'am. official. Made. Ma'am. Made. I can't think of any more M's at this point. It's, I'm all no, M'd no. All, all M'd out. So no more M's uh, to be found. No more. No, no. It's all gone. They've all been used up. It's like when you buy those those adhesive letters, and there's just a certain number of each. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they're all would, gone. There would not be enough M's to do this. There would not be a single M left in that package. No. You have to buy but, two packages no. to get enough M's. And then you're yes. stuck with all these Z's that you have no use for whatsoever. No, who knows? I I wouldn't need any Z. Four not Q's, a single like, one. What am I going to do with that? I got. I'd have to use the Z's to makeshift more M's. You could turn, yeah, you could turn and rip off the mm-hmm. thing. Yep, yep. There you go. That's not my first rodeo, Greg. No, not no, my it's first not. letter rodeo. People are like, why no. does that M look different? Then don't ask questions. Don't ask, it doesn't don't matter. Don't ask questions. It it's just still is. an M. Not all M's are the same, but all M's are welcome here. So on the fun. hashtag Miranda show, which also starts with an M. It also starts with an M. So, um, but yes, shout out to my my new friends at Rage in the Cage, Rage in the Ring AZ. Um, I will be joining them once again in 2023, uh, doing some more adventures in the world of interviewing, ring announcing, podcasting, and all the sorts. But uh, yes, uh, the moniker list just keeps on growing, uh, which I'm always happy to add another moniker to the list. Uh, before that, we get into today's show, don't forget to follow us on social media. Me, Miranda Morales, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter. I haven't been on Twitter ever. I quit Twitter before it was cool to quit Twitter. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, and Greg DeMarco, uh, who now has a new social media handle, Greg DeMarco 44. So. Yep. Make sure you are following Greg DeMarco 44 on social media. And, of course, follow the Chair Shot at Chair Shot Media 
on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, the hashtag Miranda Show is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So I know uh, it's been a few weeks. I'm, I'm making a little bit. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. But I'm not. Nope. Nope. If anything, though, I'm getting better. I'm getting better at dodging these sound bites, you know, bit, Matrix yeah, style. Bit. You had time to, little bit. time to warm it up. Yes, a little bit warmed up. Uh, but speaking of warming things up, Greg, I, you know, it, I know it's been a few weeks. Uh, I may be a little bit rusty on this, but I know we got some T-shirts to sell. So, Greg, yes, we do. go ahead and wind it the fuck up. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirts today. Yes, when you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find a variety of shirts supporting Impact Zone Wrestling and the chairshot.com. That includes multiple awesome IZW designs uh, like the IZW Pride shirt. IZW Arizona's Best, IZW Black and Gold, Black and White, uh, NWA, so much more uh, of all of the awesome designs that you can pick from. Literally, you can buy a IZW shirt for a different day of the week and have a different IZW shirt on for seven days. Which you should. And not repeat. And which you should. You know, IZW Week is something that we will work on in 2023. Um, We're adding that to the list. Not a bad idea. Um, yeah, IZW week. Just putting that out there. Greg's writing this down as as we mm-hmm. see. I may be crazy, but sometimes week. I'm crazy smart. Uh, of if course, only then too, people listen to you. Uh, only people listen to the show, but nobody does. So uh, that's that's my saving grace. Uh, but also, while you're there, you can find a variety of T-shirts, of course, in support of thechairshot.com. That includes multiple Always Use Your Head shirts, Chairshot Worldwide, Chairshot Corona T-shirts, Chairshot 316, and, of course, our T-shirts like the Everybody Hates Greg shirt and the Hashtag Queen of Soft Style shirt, all available at ProWrestlingTees.com. Shirts start off at $19.99, but you can customize it as far as the type of T-shirt that you want, the color of the T-shirt, and so much more, including getting any teacher in soft style <laughs> and treat yourself spend a few extra dollars to get any shirt in soft style i promise you won't regret it is that much more comfortable and of course the holidays will be coming up soon so why don't you get yourself and those that you love izw and or chair shot t-shirts at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot so what are you waiting for? Go ahead and visit www.prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. 
Democrats. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. All right. Uh, Again, a few weeks past due, but better late than never. We are going to be talking about Impact Zone Wrestling Wanted, Dead or Alive. Happened on Saturday, November 12th at the Horny Toad in Glendale. Now, this is going to be a little bit of a different review because as we had announced uh, previously, I was unfortunately unable to attend. Uh, So, in my place... uh, a and and things kind of working out you know sometimes you take some unfortunate circumstances and you make uh lemonade out of lemons um they had a fabulous replacement host for this show which was chris nasty um and for some fans you may recognize him as a wrestler uh based out of california but he has recently suffered an injury um where he's not able to compete um but you know with that, too, ICW is able also to make a lemonade out of, of lemons and allow Chris Nasty the opportunity to uh, try on his announcing shoes, to try on uh, an opportunity to announce uh, and also as a way to help, uh, you know, draw interest um, and help fundraise for his uh, GoFundMe to help with some of the costs um, of his upcoming surgery and medical expenses. Um, so, you know, when in opportunity, not um, it's creative ideas like this that allow um, you know, t- talent to explore other roles, but also to really help someone um, in need who, you know, being able to help generate some interest and share out information about his GoFundMe. Um, I mean, it was just perfect timing. Yeah, it worked out. And he, you know, he, he was made his debut a few weeks before at uh, Cool Town Clash 2. Didn't get hurt there. Got hurt the following weekend in California. Did require surgery, which has already taken place. And, uh, yeah, it just made sense. Like, we had the opportunity to do it. It's part of the family. And, and we don't want to leave him hanging. As, obviously, he, you know, another promotion did a, a benefit show for him. Literally the night before, wanted that or alive. Mm-hmm. And... You know, the work that he does outside of wrestling is also physical in nature, so he hasn't been able to work. Um, so it all just really came together and made sense, and we wanted to do everything we could. Um, and, and we promoted the fundraiser. We had it on our materials as well, and I know some people did participate in it for them and, and just worked out as, as, you know, trying to do everything we can to, to help them out and put them in that position. And, um, you know, you will, you will have a colleague holding a microphone in February. At Monster was uh, as uh, he'll be he'll be there with you and and we'll see how that all works out come February and then hopefully later in that in you know next year as we progress he can get back in the ring again so we're excited we're excited for that okay. we're excited for him and Jin to be able to get some things in order as life comes at you fast so to speak and and um, you know glad that we could do all that we could yeah great. So let's get started with the opening of the show. Uh, Derek Montilla, uh, our great commissioner, came out um, with the IZW 3D Sports Fighting Championship, which was announced on social media. Um, We got to see 
you know, the belt, we got to get the teaser of it, but we really didn't know much about it. So at the beginning of the show, uh, Commissioner Montia came out um, with the championship belt and, of course, let the crowd know that uh, at that night, uh, they were going to be crowning a new, the first ever IZW 3D Sports Fighting Champion. Um, before, though, he could get more into detail about the championship, it was interrupted by Mr. Classic, which, of course, anytime there's gold anywhere, Mr. Classic is probably not that far from it. Um, always looking for an opportunity to get close to title, to prestige. Um, but, you know, and Mr. Classic seemingly uh, assumed that, you know, Derek Montilla was going to just hand him, him the belt because a title called the 3D uh, sports fighting championship is just going to be given to anyone. I don't understand the logic in that. Uh, but Mr. Classic is not necessarily the brightest bulb um, in the shed or, you know, whatever an analogy to call someone stupid. Um, but, you know, uh, from there, though, there was a series of other people, you know, who, who came out as far as uh, Derek Montilla, um, you know, bringing out Mike G, Aguila. Uh, Atiba coming out, uh, Balaam Links, um, and you know from there uh, to uh, after Gino coming out, he had a self a six man tag or not six man tag. I'm sorry, a six way match um, in order to determine the first ever 3D Sports Fighting Championship. Um, and you know, this match uh, from the clips I've seen, fairly intense. What was your thoughts seeing that live uh, with all six of these competitors in the ring? It was everything you would expect. It was, um, you know, hot and, and furious action to begin the event, uh, which was great. And you had people diving everywhere, a lot more space at the Horny Toad than we had at the Sun Studios. And they definitely took advantage of that. There are some clips going around. There's a clip that was released today. Uh, we released it today. It was released yesterday, too, of Gino's dive over the top rope onto everyone else. And and the thing I loved most about that clip, actually, was after that dive, Fow, who caught the clip, um, for some reason, I don't know why, after the dive take place, he turned his camera to the crowd. And you literally saw two people just actually absolutely going nuts. One guy's beside himself about it, and it just was perfect. Um, there's a hilarious video out there that Gino shared. If you go and find, it's actually um, one of the folks who was helping with the door. It was her boyfriend was talking about it. And just the way he describes it, seeing it from his vantage point, which is the other side of the ring, beyond the crowd, it's just hilarious to watch and hear what he's saying and, and with the language he's, it's, it's, it's hilarious. Go out there and find it. Um, I know Gino shared it. So if, uh, it's just really, really good stuff and I highly recommend, it's just a great view of someone who's not an everyday wrestling fan and how they look at those things. But the match, the action wise was, was exactly what you would expect from, from those six and, and doing it in the opener, getting the crowd hot, like it all worked out. Uh, well, and, you know, even though we did start the match with Mr. Classic, he was able to find uh, some vantage point in the match um, to capitalize on a distraction um, and was able to and confirm who, who did he pin? He pinned Mike G. So basically Mike G Mike had G. Uh, was it, had the opportunity to go for a pin. Gino came off the top with the double stomp on Mike G to break up the pin. However, 
Um, Dante King decided to get himself involved as, as Gino wants no part of Dante King. He's a student. He's like a son of Gino. Gino does not want this. Dante pulled him out of the ring, laid him out flat on the ground, which gave Mr. Classic the opportunity to, uh, to take care of business with Mike G and pick up the one, two, three. So your new first ever IZW 3D sports fighting champion, Mr. Classic. Um, and Derek Montilla, uh, and Daryl from 3D Sports, uh, presented the championship to, um, Mr. Classic. And at that point, that is when the stipulation was announced, um, that the special thing about this belt is that, uh, the champion gets to pick their opponent. Correct. Yep. 100%. As far as I can tell, and it's hard, right? This wrestling business has been around forever and everything has been done and everything has been done to death in a lot of cases. And I still cannot find any evidence anywhere that there is a title. There's opportunities where you win a match, you get to pick your opponents, what we do with Monster, things like that. You know, the Royal Rumble, go to WrestleMania, all these different things, right? X Division Championship gives you option C, which some people thought was going to be the point with this title as well. Um, But where you literally get to pick your opponent for every single event, um, that is something that I have not seen done before. And with it in the hands of someone like Mr. Classic, who is quite cerebral and an opportunist, opportunist, we will see what he does with that. We know what he did with it the first time, but we'll see what he does with it moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as that stipulation, um, it does seem that Classic has already picked his next opponent for Monster, which is the man he already pinned, Mike G., uh, so you talked about him being cere- cerebral, someone who's intentional, someone who's strategic. Um, and of course, why not, uh, you know, pick up someone who, you know, he already pinned um, as his, his first competitor. So who knows? He may just decide to always pick Mike G just to be able to beat him each and every time. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's it's kind of an interesting, the interesting stipulation period, but it's also a very dangerous one in the hands of Mr. Classic. As someone who now has gold around his waist, as someone who we know is very opportunistic, and someone who will do anything to kind of get to his goal. And now that he has leverage in being able to pick his opponent, um, you know, for his title defenses, that's really going to leave things very interesting about who we will see him face. It is. And to see what he does with it, with given that opportunity, I mean, his whole, since day one, he's been trying to win golden IZW and, and, you know, he was taken out of the first monster because he had the ladder match with Watson or the second monster, which was for the championship. And, and, you know, was a referee for a title match where he got his own opportunity where he lost to Thugnificent. Like it all built up and now he, he made it happen and he's got gold yeah. in his gold in his hands, gold around his waist, and now we'll see what he does in and not just any gold, but gold that gives him power that maybe Derek, you know, might wish he didn't give to, to Mr. Classic. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Up next, we're going to be talking about the big Haas fight, Big Money Clutch versus Project West. This was a match that I was very excited to hear once it was announced. Um, a first ever for these two um, in this particular role, in these, you know, in these personas um, that they faced each other. Um, but, you know, men who've had, you know, 
very lengthy experience in a professional wrestling, um, not so much here in Arizona, you know, primarily out in Vegas and in other places. So this also was a, a treat for Arizona to have this match um, with Big Clutch, Big Money Clutch coming out with the win. How was this match in, in person? You know, because I just imagine two very big, tough guys fighting it out in the ring but they're also deceptively agile mm -hmm. and very you know quick on their feet so as we'll talk about another kind of big dude match later on this one in theory you know is just two guys you know beating the crap out of each other but i'm sure there was a lot of fast movement and maybe some uh some jumps and and uh you know maybe not full flippy stuff but there was definitely some moveset in there that typically men half of their size would do that would be in this match. You're right. There definitely was that. I know there was an image that we shared last week, I believe, um, of of Big Money Clutch and his big leg drop where he gets some serious air um, and hitting that. But you're right. What's interesting is that the crowd, you know, this is, this is an IZW debut for both competitors. And no one in IZW has seen Project West. They haven't seen Big Money Clutch uh, in IZW. They've seen him in other places. And so to have them come out and in fight, you know, they were the unknowns and they were ones that, that some of our crowd wasn't familiar with. But by the end of the match, they completely won everybody over and, and with what they were doing and how they were acting in the ring and during the match. And it really allowed everyone to uh, just buy into both personas and see them fight. And yeah, the action was great. They were flying around as best they could given their size and, and they weren't holding back and they definitely you know, we're, we're, we're laying it into each other and, and really putting on that big Haas fight that everybody wanted to see. And they delivered up to that moniker and, uh, and, and, you know, the, the money was right on that particular evening and big money clutch was able to pick out the victory or pull out the victory now is already behind the scenes campaigning for title opportunity. So we'll see. He's calling a shot early. He's got, you know, you're talking about someone who's, uh, you know, 11 plus year veteran of the wrestling business and, and his world traveled um, and, and is looking, you know, he's, he's here for, for money. He's here for gold and he's not yeah. I he's mean, making that he's, known. Exactly. He's very driven. Um, he's very, um, you know, focused now. And, you know, clutch is been, you know, got a, a lot of, of his wrestling time um, as a tag team competitor so he's been out on his own now um for you know a portion of this year and now people really get to see big money clutch as big money clutch and he goes into any promotion with the intention of getting as you know to the top prize so this is someone i can definitely see coming down the line um in 2023 to try and you know stake a claim for the IZW World Heavyweight Championship. Absolutely. Not, not a doubt in my yeah. mind that that's what his focus is going to, to be in. So who knows if Monster is going to be that opportunity, but if it's not Monster, he's going to find another opportunity somewhere in 2023 to make it known and to, you know, mm -hmm. be a challenger for the, for the world uh, heavyweight championship. He definitely will. And he's, he's made it known uh, to lots of people and, and it's, you know, he, he, he pulled out the victory, right? He, he, he got the win. He gets to call those shots. He, you know, he, capitalizing on that. If he lost, it'd be a lot harder to make that claim, but he pulled out the victory, made his debut with a big clean one-on-one -on -one victory no, nothing nefarious involved in it whatsoever. He pulled out the win, and then that uh, now he's trying to 
move on upward and, and he knows the magnificence of fighting champion and trying to take advantage of that. I dig it. I dig it. I think now is the time of clutch. So I am very excited to see where he, you know, lands within the IZW roster and, and who else he's going to be competing with in the future. Up next, we are going to be talking about the IZW World Women's Championship. Now, it was advertised as a Falls Count Anywhere match between our champion, Bryn Thorne, and uh, her opponent, Lilith Grimm. Um, due to, of course, cards subject to change, uh, Lilith Grimm was unable to be there. Uh, so the match got changed, but the stipulation didn't get changed. Uh, Bryn Thorne still defended her women's uh, championship, but this time in a triple threat match uh, against Jin Savani and Gypsy Mac. Now, you know, in some cases, you probably think, okay, it's a relief. You know, her and Lilith Grimm have been, um, gosh, you know, in each other's faces now for almost a full year um, after two no contests, finally coming into this match to really decide a winner. Um, but instead of facing one opponent, you know, Brynn had to change her game plan uh, and now how to anticipate a Falls Count Anywhere match against two competitors. Uh, so, you know, Commissioner Montia did not make it easy for Bren Thorne in her first title defense. He didn't. It's a rough spot to be in. You know, he's like you said, cards subject to change, flights subject to cancellation. And next thing you know, we're, we're in the situation where we have this triple threat match. But we had advertised the false count anywhere match. And so while there was not necessarily an issue between these three women to necessitate a false count anywhere match, we wanted to deliver on what was promised to the fans, and that's a false count anywhere match. So we we had to, you know, you know, Bryn's the company's champion, and so she's she's you know that's the position the company was in. That's what she had to do. But she never complained about it, made it happen, and, and ended up you know took full advantage of the rules. Maybe involved some handcuffs, her belt, her championship, and and next thing you know, stood tall, literally stood tall. Foot on the chest of Gypsy Mac for the one, two, three after hitting her with the championship belt. While Jin Savani could do nothing but look on because she was handcuffed to the bottom rope. She was handcuffed to the rim. That's insane. That's insane. What are you going to do? Bryn if came... you've got two opponents in a false cut in your well, match. That's the thing. Brynn came prepared. And I apologize. I, I, I misspoke. I said this was her first title f- defense, which is not true. She did defend her title um, against Lilith Grimm at Cold Town Clash 2, uh, which was right after she had won this uh, her, her championship. But still in her second title defense, um, you know, it, it was a big undertaking for her to have a, a stipulation match on top of then getting it changed to a triple threat, but she came prepared. And that's one thing about final destination is that, um, they, because there's so many, I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a team of four. Um, so you have a variety of experiences and strengths and Bryn herself is no stranger, uh, to tough challenges. And, you know, she is now, you know, of course, our, our, our women's champion. Um, and I'm sure she's going to do everything in her power to keep this championship um, for as long as she possibly can. So coming in with handcuffs, coming in, uh, you know, utilizing the belt um, on Gypsy Mac, none of this surprised me. Um, but only just that, you know, it, it, she just took advantage of the stipulation. So you know, she's used she handcuffed she, Morgan once before in IZW. She's she's definitely had these in her arsenal. 
and has taken advantage of them in the past. Uh, use it here again. Um, and, and like you said, what's she going to do? You talked about, you know, having to defend her title and, and being in these situations. Side note, just to, for everybody out there, um, it was announced earlier, I think late last week, that Bryn will be defending the IZW Women's World Championship outside of IZW, which is the first for us um, since since we've had IZW in this run. We have not had a championship defended outside of the company. However, on is it December 3rd, is that the date? December 7th? Yeah, December, Saturday, 3rd, December 3rd, Saturday, December 3rd. She will defend the IZW Women's World Championship at WrestleDrag against Jamie Senegal. And very excited about that. And, and, you know, obviously there's a lot behind that. And, and, you know, she wanted to do it. It's something they wanted to do. So it's something that we are willing to, to put that up there. We're basically saying that we believe in our champion to go out there and defend our championship against somebody who's not in IZW. And so there's that what happens if she loses factor of it that we have to worry about. But, it's, you know, we're, we're trusting her with that championship and trusting her with that opportunity, the one she wanted. And, and so now on December 3rd at WrestleDrag, uh, she will be defending her ta- championship. Um, it is December. We encourage everybody to go out there, hit up WrestleDrag. I can tell you, if you go to WrestleDrag.com, you can get tickets to that event and this will be released soon. But if you utilize the promo code IZW, IZW three letters. You will also get five dollars off your Wrestle Drag tickets. So mm. pick up some Wrestle Drag tickets. Go see uh, some IZW talent in general. Um, you know we've got, of course, Brent Thorne defending the Women's World Championship. The Navajo Warrior and Morgan will be there in tag team action. Jen Savani has been announced for the event. Evan Daniels has been announced for the event as well. And we also have um, Charles Cassius and Bryce Saturn, members of Final Destination, fighting each other. For the Russell Drag Championship currently held by Bryce Saturn. So get to see your IZW favorites in a different light a little bit uh, at Russell Drag. So head on over there again. You can go to WrestleDrag.com, use the promo code IZW, get $5 off your tickets, see our championship, hopefully be successfully defended and not lost. And then it, you know, then good luck, Derek, figure that one out. Um, but uh, again, see that and a whole lot more at Russell Drag. Wrestle Drag is such a fun, fun show. Um, it, it means the best of, of both worlds, drag performances and pro wrestling, um, which have a lot more in common than people think. So um, you have drag performances, you have wrestling matches, and it's just a, a very fun uh, and exciting show. It's a, just a fun time to ha- be had by all. So um, visit WrestleDrag.com for your tickets. And hopefully by the time you hear this, the promo code will still be live and you can get $5 off your ticket. Um, go ahead, take those $5 you saved, bring them in as ones so that you can hand them out to the drag performers um, at the show. So, uh, yeah, it will be very interesting to see, um, you know, Brent Thorne defending the ITW World Women's Championship at Wrestle Drag. And it seems like this could be a continuous pattern. I mean, Brent Thorne travels all over um, the West Coast. Um, so wrestle drag may be the first place, but I don't anticipate it being the last we'll place see. she may defend the uh, women's world championship. We'll find out. And, uh, hopefully she wins because she is scheduled to defend her championship at monster on February 25th, 2023 at the horny toad. So, um, hopefully she's able to re- re- retain that title and defend at monster. Wait. We are going to jump into, well, a series of two matches with, 
my team I didn't know I needed until I saw them. Uh, hot and heavy, Miko Maestro and Pete the Heat. Uh, this team has really been taking IZW by storm. Both men were in competition um, at Wanted, Dead, or Alive. Uh, we had Miko Maestro um, take a, taking on Dallas King. Um, with, uh, you know, both of these men had been in, in tag team action before, um, but again, due to, to changes, um, this got changed to a one-on-one match. Um, and of course, you know, you, it is a one-on-one match, but nothing's really one-on-one when you have Pete the Heat, uh, by your side. And Miko Maestro was able to, uh, capitalize on Pete the Heat support, uh, and, uh, interference uh managerial style whatever it may be um with miko maestro getting the win over dallas king when they think may have been a surprise to to many um but of course two against one the odds uh are pretty tough um but after that pete making um his announcement that he's declaring himself you know the beginning of a undefeated streak um he's gonna try and go through and be undefeated as long as possible uh that brought out ramrock um making his izw uh debut um a very big guy very big guy two to three times the size of, of pete the heat um and has competed throughout arizona um but you know again with the uh distraction of, of the ref or distraction um in general, uh, on this side, Miko Maestro's uh, role, Pete the Heat was able to pull a huge, vic- you know, underdog victory. I mean, no one would have thought he would beat Ramrock. Um, but hey, the team that cheats together stays together. So, uh, what what else can you can you do? But I, you know, again, I I, I say that as unfairness, but I still admit I love this team of Pete the Heat and Miko Maestro. Like it's. You know, uh, Pete just has uh, an intense and immense talent to be able to just run his his mouth. And Miko, you know, with his size, his youth, um, could really learn a lot from Pete. And having that mentorship and having, you know, that that um, support from someone who's been in this business for quite some time, um, you know, is something that that Miko could really benefit from. And obviously, we've seen how much he's benefited from by just the victory that he's gained. But also now that Pete has an ally, which let's face it, Pete never has had that many allies before, um, has an ally enough to help him in his quest to become undefeated in 2023 or, you know, starting now going into 2023. They are. They're a great combination. And, and it is that, you know, what you never thought you'd want and, and you know, that you didn't know you needed they just work really well together. I know they love being together, love being in, in tandem and, and want to continue that. And have both asked for that in behind the scenes and definitely will. Um, what's interesting to me is that, um, you know, you talked about uh, obviously how well they work together and running their mouths and all that. And sometimes you work so well together that the people just can't help but like it. And that's <laughs> something that happened to them. Um, both of these matches were very interesting because, Dallas King had a great reaction from the crowd and Ramrock had a huge reaction from the crowd. One that, that, that I don't even think we expected it at that level. And yet when both Miko Meister and Pete, Heat won their matches, the crowd loved that. And, and mm-hmm. it was just, everybody was, you know, and by that point, you know, 
Maybe they were drinking a little bit. Who knows? There is alcohol available at, at the Horny Toad. And no incidents, by the way, despite what happened in August when we didn't have alcohol available, but yet people were drinking. Um, and, and basically we just, the crowd had a great time and that's what these matches were about. And, and it really did flow one after the other. And it was just a great opportunity for all four of them to show what they can do. I was really enjoyed both of those matches, impressed with how everybody was all four of them in, in those matches and thought it was, uh, just a great situation all around for everybody. So before we get into the next part of the show, really two big grudge matches, Greg, we're going to go ahead, take a break and pay some bills. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. So before we get into the last two matches of the night, I know that you took the opportunity uh, to go take center stage at wanted dead or alive to share some um you know exciting news with uh the izw family um would you mind take, taking a few seconds just to kind of share a little bit about you know again you are always kind of reluctant to you know as, as much as you've had the experience of being in front of the in, in crowds and announcing and everything it's not you know so much you're super you know keen on as much anymore but I think, you know, some of the announcements that you made were just warranted enough and, and were, you know, big for the IZW family to um, to really talk about. And I know some of that was due to kind of some other people who weren't there at the show. Yes. Yeah, so we did not have the Navajo Warrior and Morgan there. And, and I did go out. By the way, Greg has a theme song now. Um, so well, What's the yeah. theme song? Um, so, yeah, Greg was just chilling and, and then they announced him and... So yeah, Greg is a theme song now and that, um, I mean, not a big, like I'm not wrestling. I'm not, man, I'm not doing any of that stuff. I just have a theme song, but it was, yeah, I wanted to share with everybody as I was getting updates, there was a lot of back and forth via messaging, right? We were getting updates on the Navajo Warriors progress because he was part of the SBG, um, official strongman games down in Florida, which of course at the time, remember Florida was, uh, dealing with, with, you know, hurricane-like storms and and evacuations and all that so flights had to be diverted they had to drive many hours spend the night at a competitor's home like whatever they could do to get to the point where they could compete and so the the competition was actually truncated to a two-day competition and uh, basically he had to to finish in the top 10 of day one in order to qualify for day two and we're getting updates continually and he did finish in the top 10 we wanted to let the crowd know um, then he finished in the top 10 and was going to be performing or, or, you know, competing on day two, which is great for the crowd. I mean, he's not even there and he's getting this, this big Navajo chant and, and everybody's cheering him on. Uh, he did finish in the top 10 and, and got his top 10 finisher medal. So he's officially one of the 10 strongest men in the world for his master's division and weight class. So, um, so very successful trip while he wasn't with us. 
was was excited to to have that happen. Also sharing our success there th- that evening as it was uh the largest crowd to ever see wrestling at the Horny Toad. Um and and you know that makes me happy from a business perspective, maybe from a few other perspectives as well, but um and then also share with everybody what you talked about, which was Chris Nasty and and what he did and here he is. And and to Chris's credit and and one of the things that we talked about beforehand cuz he's never ringing out before. I still mm-hmm. wanted him to be Chris Nasty, like he was still the Lucha scumbag. He was still taking those liberties and showing his favorites, and it all definitely worked. Um, it was appropriate when he needed to be appropriate and inappropriate when he needed to not be appropriate. And um, it worked well, but I wanted to make sure people understood why this, you know, relative new new face to them was doing this and, and what happened with him and where he wasn't given the opportunity to support uh, and promote their fundraiser, which we did. So very important for me to get that out there and, and share that. And of course I would not expect Chris to do that himself. Uh, and, and so really while I did make the two announcements that I made, the biggest driving force of having me go out there was to, um, was to share everything that I could about Chris and, and how people could continue to help him in his situation. The other two happened to be perfect opportunities to do that. But at the same time, the driving factor behind that was to talk about Chris. And yeah, again, you know, the IZW fam, we support each other when we're there, when we're not there. So um, to have a company really that he's only wrestled for one time before, um, you know, give him an opportunity. That's what IZW does. Um, And it's one of the things that makes IZW really special and more than just a wrestling promotion. Um, it is a system of friends and family and people that come together for the love of wrestling. Um, but the ambitions, the goals, the events that happen beyond wrestling, you know, is what keeps us bonded. Exactly. It's, um, it's what you talked about. It's the family. And they, they were at one event and Chris worked two matches at that event because we needed somebody for a second match. And they were immediately part of that family. Some people come in and out and, and they don't really get ingrained in the family, but they did from day one. And, and that's when you're here, your family, that's, you know, it's not just Olive Garden's old slogan. It's still what we do as well. So they're going to get treated that way. Well, from a feel good moment to a grudge match two grudge matches, actually, we're going to be starting with the first one, Jacob Austin Young versus Graves. This is the third in their second, second, why did I think there was? Oh, like a monster. they teamed together. And they teamed together. They teamed together in Coolidge. And then wasn't there some interaction in Monster? Maybe, but Monster was before their first one-on-one match, when, so okay. it really wasn't a thing at that point at Monster. Okay. Jacob was in the final two at Monster and lost to Evan Daniels. Yeah. But then we had the Jacob Austin Young one-on-one match with Graves at the first Cool Town Clash event, where they battled to a time limit draw, mm-hmm. which was the first time. Graves even had that happen to him yep. in an IZW ring. Yes. And then they teamed together at Cold Town Clash 2 yes. um, against Dallas King and MBW. So, uh, you know, they've they've been across from each other. They've teamed together. And now um, the second uh, of their match and seemingly final um, with Graves um, winning this match. Um, but, you know, it's still seemingly 
something that Jacob Austin Young has this goal where he wants to be the person to, um, you know, pin, submit Graves. And just because he didn't get it this time, I don't know if that certainly means he's he's gotten that image out of his head. Um, I think that is still a goal that he has in mind. And, you know, Graves made his point clear. You know, he is able to beat uh, Jacob Austin Young and defeat him, you know, cleanly. Um, but also, Graves doesn't seem to be the type of person to back down from any challenge whatsoever. Um, and sometimes, just like animals play with their dead food, um, you know, Graves wouldn't mind revisiting somebody he's already beat to beat them again. Right. And I definitely think there was a motivation behind this for Graves because Jacob Austin Young put out the challenge after beating the previously unbeaten Charles Cassius at Psycho Circus and, and wanted the rematch with Graves, which Graves took him up on happily because, you know, Graves was, was excited about the fact that someone pushed him to that mm-hmm. point where there was a time yeah. limit draw. Um, and of course that was a 10 minute time limit draw. This match had a longer time limit. They did battle beyond the 10 minute point this time around. Um, but at the same time, I think Graves is also, you know, he's not just one to hand out opportunities. And so for mm-hmm. Jacob Austin Young, it's a little bit back to the drawing board right now. And we'll see what's next for Jacob Austin Young and what's next for Graves. See who wants to step up and try to take him down. Um, as many have tried before and, and, and none mm-hmm. have succeeded. So, well, and we're heading into monster once again, where, you know, his his eyes may be on that prize of, you know, the IZW World Heavyweight Championship or, you know, again, the winner of Monster gets to call their own match. Um, doesn't have to be a championship opportunity. It could be whoever they want to face. Uh, and so Joe Graves is, you know, someone who, um, you know, also could just pull out of nowhere a match request to face someone he really wants to to challenge um regardless if they are a title holder or not so um who knows i mean the idea of the the fighting uh 3d sports fighting championship you know as someone who is an avid fighter maybe he would want to uh you know fight for that championship and that may be the only way he gets to have an opportunity for it because Mr. Classic sure as hell isn't going uh, to to pick him, no. to pick Graves as an opponent. So that too is kind of an interesting caveat with um, with with Monster now, and you have you know a championship um, you know belt like the 3D Sports Fighting Championship, where that could be the only time where someone gets to. Um, compete for that championship without the champion having, you know, having that, that would be interesting because you've got two, you know, that, that would, that would so, so if, if the winner of monster won a challenge for that title, but classic didn't want it, what would then the ruling be? Because I don't classic know. Gets would that, yeah. Is that something that, that's is not that available a, to the winner go, of monster? Because it does say the winner of monster gets to pick any match of their choosing. What I think that's a, that's a question for commissioner Derek Montilla. I have, have a feeling that Derek will the, only the Constitution only cross that bridge if he gets there. So that is true. That is true. Derek's so, only going to do that I, if I'm, needed. I'm just doing some fantasy booking at this point, so don't mind that. me. Trust um, me, I get. Me- but, you're not the only one. I get plenty of messages. <laughs> but it's all fa- it's all fascinating. But you're right. You know, now now that we've had you know this match between Jacob Austin Young and Graves, and with some finality, you know. Back to the drawing board for Jacob Austin Young. You know what's next for Graves. Um, you know again, they may 
face each other at Monster again, and maybe some some other result happens. It'll be very very interesting to see. You know, even though they they may go some parallel paths, you know, where they will intersect again, and they will intersect again. That I I know for sure, um, because for and, and I say for sure, not that I predict the future, but you know, someone like Jacob Austin Young who has pushed Graves to his limit is someone that Graves will always kind of keep his eye out on and someone who he's always going to have kind of peeking at the corner of his eye. Oh, he's got respect um, for him. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, Matt. Yeah. A lot of, lot of respect. So he's always going to have his, an eye on him and you know, who knows if one day Graves just wants to have a, a great com- a competitor, he knows where to go to now. And that's Jacob Austin Young. And that's really anybody uh, within the IZW roster. You know, you're looking for a tough competitor, someone who can go in the ring, someone who's, you know, beyond talented. We know that's Jacob Austin Young, regardless of the result of this match. So that gets us to our main event, a steel cage match that has been brewing for, gosh, a year now um, and, and a little bit more. But you, about about a year with, with everything that's been happening um, with Final Destination, the team of Charles Cassis, uh, Evan Daniels and Bryce Saturn versus the Regulators with your IZW World Heavyweight Champion, Magnificent and his teammates, The Shade and EJ Sparks. Um, I mean, really, this this had to come to a head in a steel cage match because a traditional wrestling ring was not going to hold them all in. Um, and, I mean, again, I, I was not there, but one of the biggest amount of or, or most frequently shared clips I've seen on social media over the past two weeks have been clips from this match. Yes, clips all over the place, and... Um, I mean, they fought like crazy. It's funny you talk about, you know, a ring couldn't hold them. The cage couldn't hold them either. They, they wasted no time in getting outside of that thing. Um, this was a, with being a six man tag team match, you're, you're rarely going to see that be an escape the cage type of match. It was pinfall or submission. Um, they fought all over the place inside the cage, outside the cage. At one point, tried to take the cage down from, from the ring. Um, were not successful in that, but came closer than you might think. And just did everything they could. Um, just, just fighting everywhere, bodies all over the place. Uh, you know, and, and, and using that cage as a weapon as, as, you know, while it may be designed to keep them in, it also does provide everyone with a 10 foot tall on all four sides of the ring weapon that they can utilize. And they did. That's for sure. Um, of course, the big moment that, that everybody has seen and has been shared about time and time again was Thugnificent trying to climb into the cage and, and being prevented by Evan Daniels and Bryce Saturn. So making his way to the other side of the cage, climbing up, perched up top of the cage with uh, basically what was uh, amounted to uh, a twisting Phoenix splash off the top of the cage, taking out everybody possible with the exception of referee Scott Johnson. Um, in just a moment that had the crowd going absolutely berserk and, and, and will be, you know, a moment that, that obviously Thugnificent wanted to create, um, but that will live on forever for, for IZW, for the family, for the fans who were there, fans who have seen it, the six people in the match, um, 
He took out everybody and he put his own body in the line as he has done time and time again in defending the IZW World Heavyweight Championship and put it all out there in that moment as well. And that was just one of many uh, points in the match that are just highly entertaining and, and things that people will never forget. You know, a steel cage match changes you in a lot of ways. Uh, five of the six people in this match had never been in a steel cage match before. So mm-hmm. for them, it was their first time. And the one who had been in a steel cage match before said he wished this was his first one and not the first one he had. So, um, cause I guess that was less than memorable, but, um, that wasn't even in the state of Arizona, but it was, uh, again, just, just a memorable experience for everybody involved. Uh, a great moment for the fans in attendance and, and one that no one will ever forget. Um, and of course, despite Thugnificent's best efforts, the regulators were not able to walk away with a victory. Yes. So, from what I understand, was it Bryce that got the uh, yes, win? Yes, it was Bryce that got team? the win. So, um, I, I want to talk about that because that's a huge moment for him. Um, you know, being the youngest of everyone in Final Destination to be the one to get the win for his team, I think probably for him was a very big point of validation um of you know the work that he's put in and really his contribution to his team um and you know really the youngest competitor in that whole ring mm-hmm. you know um he's wrestled for the least amount of time um compared to to pretty much everybody and who has some you know people with double digits uh with the amount of years that they've yeah. been wrestling so for the youngest wrestler the wrestler who's been you know competing um the shortest amount of time to get the win is huge for yes. him it is it is very big at baby boy as thugnificent likes to call him um you know final destinations baby boy but it was the Fatality, Death Valley Driver from Charles Cassius, followed by the Frog Splash by Bryce Saturn onto Shade that led to the one, two, three. And it was just that, you know, um, Bryce Saturn, since, since his first appearance in IZW, has had to earn his way up and, and earn everything. And eventually, of course, turned to Final Destination to, to, to get that assistance and, and to maybe get a, what was a shortcut to the top. But it hasn't been in any way, shape, or form. He, you know, at Psycho Circus, and, and he was involved in that early Psycho Circus match where he was the first one eliminated. Um, you know, was part of the ruse they tried to pull over on Thugnificent that did not prove to be successful. But this was a big moment for Bryce Saturn and one that, you know, um, is, is by design to give him that opportunity. Bryce Saturn is somebody that we're all very solidly behind and, and can be nothing but impressed with. And just knowing what he's done in such a short period of time at only 21 years of age, knowing where he can be in the long run, um, just a part of IZW's long-term future and, and eventually, you know, forever history of IZW. So that's someone that, yeah, we're very solidly behind. And, and this, this match in the cage is definitely a step in that direction. Well, I think about people's milestones and, and kind of moments in their career, especially in IZW. And one person that I think, you know, has had that. Granted, a lot of that started with his win of the World Heavyweight Championship with Thug Nevisant. So I could see, uh, maybe not the way that Thug was, was anticipating, but someone like Bright Stattern coming into those same steps in the next, you know, year, two years. Um, I mean, you're right. He is so young that, um, you know, to say maybe year still is you know, Who knows? very close, but also 
you know, not, not too far away, but, but not tomorrow. Um, but someone who has years, if it, you know, is in the next two or three years, he's still young enough to have such a, a lengthy career, but seeing how much winning the world heavyweight championship was so pivotal to Thug Nificent's career in this new chapter. Um, I would say as far as growth and development, Bryce Saturn is probably second in line for that. You know, as far as, you know, someone who's who's had the most growth um, and, and yeah. change in IZW over the past year. Tremendously. I mean, we saw what he did with Thugnificent at Cool Town Clash and then put on probably the best match of his career and, and did everything he could to try to win the IZW World Heavyweight Championship. Um, an opportunity that he basically talked his way into. And, uh, and and he's just showing so much growth, like you said, and, and you know, in terms of someone who's most improved, I mean, you would think that would have to be Bryce Saturn and everything that he's been able to do over the past year plus. You know, it was a year ago, a year, you know, this event, one dinner live, he was inside of a cage in the main event. A year prior, he was part of the VIP event wrestling Jacob Austin Young in his eyes, in his eyes, in Jacob's IZW debut. Jacob was victorious there. Um, and, and that led to more opportunities for Jacob with IZW. And now he's firmly entrenched as a huge part of the company. So, um, even those two are, are somewhat intertwined in that way. That wasn't Bryce's first opportunity in IZW, but it did lead to, to where we came from, from there. So, um, yeah, already entrenched and, and the sky's really the limit. That's for sure. But you're right. Like in terms of development, in terms of growth, like it's just been amazing and satisfying to see him, him grow that way. And, and, you know, final destination has a ton of momentum going into 2023 and Bryce center is a big part of that. On the flip side, let's talk a bit about the regulators because they came into this match a little bit beat up. And by that, um, you know, we had a Thugnificent and EJ Sparks compete earlier in the night in the VIP match, um, you know, was that at all something that maybe in hindsight, um, you think that they, they may look back and say, hmm, maybe that wasn't the, the best decision. Um, now granted the pin was on the shade. So, you know, the shade did not compete in that, that tag match, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a very bold statement to be in two matches in one night, especially when one of those matches is a cage match in your main event. Yeah, it's it's you know a questionable decision on their part. They, being you know Thugnificent and EJ Sparks, wanting more opportunities to compete as a tag team, as they continue to grow in that element of their careers, knowing that IZW being their home, wanted to take advantage of that. Um, they of course competed in a, you know two matches each at Psycho Circus, you know joining the opening tag team match to make it a triple threat, and now here in uh, in. in Wanted Dead or Alive, competing on the VIP against the Gibson Brothers, picking up that victory, and then, of course, advancing here and and losing in the steel cage match. So I can tell you they will not be competing as a team at Monster. Uh, while while not everything has been announced yet, of course, uh, that will not be an element to, to what's going on in Monster, I think, for Thugnificent, you know. He had to defend his title once after working an early tag team match. Second time, he had to compete in a steel cage match after being in a tag team match. I think, uh, you know, how many times you want to test that? How many times you want to poke that dragon? So um, he's got his match against Gino Rivera at IZW Monster 2023. And I do believe that will be it for him on that evening. So, uh, I mean, again, we've talked a little bit about um, you know, finality with this. I mean, it does seem like now final destination has set 
um, and, and gotten to what they set out to do um, earlier in 2022, and that is to be on top of IZW. Um, you know, of course, they have uh, Bryn Thorne as the world women's uh, women's world world women's champion. I get the two W's mixed up. Um, Alliteration, you again. know. Yes, yes. Um, you have Bryce Saturn now, you know, really on this pinnacle and, and pick up. You have, uh, of course, um, you know, Charles Cassis, who's, you know, I think still has his eyes on, on the prize. He's still uh, the only those. person to pin Thugnificent since he mm-hmm. won the ICW World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. yeah. And Evan Daniels, I mean, is, again, one of the most talented wrestlers in all of, of the state um, and really could go any direction that he wanted to. Um but, you know, I think that now they're in this really, in riding this wave of momentum going into 2023, that any of them could be a threat in Monster, which is a scary thing, you know, to have, um, you know, three, you know, granted, it's a 13 person battle royal. So, you know, not as many spots are lucrative as compared to bigger ones, but that also means the odds of having final destination representation in monster is pretty high. Yeah, it is. And and if you, if they're there at the same time, cause that was, you know, by the time that Evan Daniels entered monster last year, uh, Charles Cash and Bryce Saturn were already out of the match, but and that was, of course, the match where Bryce Saturn joined Final. Well, he joined uh, earlier in that evening, but mm-hmm. uh, so this will mark one year for him as a member of Final Destination. But if the three of them are in that ring together, I think at that point it's just you know down to which one of the three of them is going to pick up the victory. So, and of course, mm-hmm. Evan Daniels already has one of those in his trophy case. So, yeah, if, the th- if those three get in there together and they get an upper hand, I think it's it's. It's 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 pure academic at that point. It's pure mathematics, mm-hmm. and, and I don't think you can you know science always wins. And and so if you end up with the three of them the numbers together, numbers don't in monster, lie. It's not going to be a fun. Yeah, one third, thirty three point three percent chance. You know, we're not going to do the Steiner math on no, it's it. Not but Scott Steiner. It, we're not we're not doing Steiner math, but it's pretty high chances. So, um, and that again leaves the door open. I mean, Magnificent has been a fighting champion now for over a year. I mean, it, it is just fantastic to see his growth to see to the strides that his partnership with ej sparks has endured over this year too is a huge testament to ej as well because they've um you know been teammates they faced each other they've um i mean they've had uh you know iron man matches they've had um, you know, Mr. Classic trying to interfere. I mean, they've, they've endured a lot. And it is unfortunate that that didn't lead them to win this cage match, but it's still, you know, something that the regulators should be incredibly proud of um, to have gone through this year and this journey. Um, and still for EJ Sparks and Magnificent to, you know, have that teamwork and, you know, literally saw them, you know, just this past Sunday night in Las Vegas at Future Stars of Wrestling. And that, uh, you know, they're really pushing forward with um, their their tag team career on top of, you know, Thugnificent's duties as ICW uh, World Heavyweight Champion is, you know, again, they're, they're both fighting competitors. Um, and it absolutely shows. And, you know, that still leaves a lot to be seen for, for Monster. You know, this does mean that, once again, Thagnificent uh, has a huge target on his back coming into 2023. We've already talked about at least 
three people just from this card that could be potential challengers just based off of their performance, just based off of their goals, just based off of, you know, the the competitors that we know that they are. So, you know, that that word leaves a very full calendar for magnificent uh, uh, on top of, you know, again, the growth that we're seeing um, and, and the success that we're seeing with um, Final Destination. It's really going to lead into a very interesting monster. I mean, he's got the most prestigious championship in the area right now. He's held it. To, by the time Monster rolls around, he will have been the IZW World Heavyweight Champion for over two years, uh, just by a couple of days. So, and, he, and if he's successful in defending against Gino Rivera, then, then we're, you know, we're looking towards, you know, the next event after that. Like he's, you know, he's a marked man at this point. Everybody wants that mm-hmm. championship and he's held it so tightly and so well. And he's defeated everybody who's been put in his path. And, and, you know, like you talked about the, the, the memorable matches with EJ Sparks, one, which he offered EJ. So it's, um, you know, it's, 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 it's easy. He's on top of the world, but with that comes a lot of risk and everybody wants him. Everybody's gunning for him. So yeah, while he might have, you know, DeShade and EJ Sparks by his side, uh, it's, it's pretty much them and the rest of the locker room when it comes to the Magnificence Championship. Be very interesting to see. And that does it, though, for our wrap-up of IZW Wanted, Dead, or Alive. Greg, remind our listeners when IZW returns. So Saturday night, February 25th, back at the Horny Toad in Glendale, Arizona, we will present Monster 2023, the fourth annual monster event sponsored by 3D Sports Cards and Collectibles. Um, of course, this is, you know, the biggest match of the year. It is, you know, 13 participant rumble. One new member joins the match every three minutes. And, and of course, whoever is victorious, once you get down to the final two, it is pinfall or submission at that point. And whoever wins the match uh, does get whatever match they choose, whether it's championship or not, does not matter. Uh, they will tell you right then and there, that is the rule, right then and there what that match is. They don't have the time opportunity to think on it. They don't have a chance to get back to you. They have to sit there and get in the ring and tell Miranda Morales right then and there what they plan to do with that opportunity um, and, and in front of everybody. Uh, and, and they will be held to that. But, of course, we also have Gino Rivera defend, or challenging for the IZW World Heavyweight Championship against Thugnificent. We know that Mr. Classic will be defending the IZW 3D Sports Fighting Championship against Mike G. So much more to be announced here in the coming weeks. If you go to IZWWrestling.com or at IZWWrestlingAZ on social media, you can find all the links that you need in order to get out there to the ticketing site, pick up your tickets. I can tell you... That front row VIP, um, as, the, as, as of the time of this recording, there are six front row VIP tickets available. Now, we are in pre-sale mode, which means you get $5 off the ticket price. And any that are remaining come December 1st will then be sold at full price. But that means it's a pretty good chance we now in December 1st that six tickets are not going to be available. And and so I don't even think we'll get to the fully blown on sale for for these tickets they are going quicker than usual they're going at a at a, at a pre you know at, at a covid pace when we had to limit the number of tickets that were available so get out there pick those up get your vip tickets in advance uh get your tickets in advance in general it's gonna be another great night at the horny toad beautiful weather to be expected um here in arizona and you will see monster and so much more saturday night february 
25th. Very excited uh, to be there once again. Monster is truly one of my favorite nights of the entire year. Um, as I've said it before, I'll say it again. It absolutely sets the tone for IZW for that year. Um, and this being the fourth annual, um, you know, that means there could be more surprises, uh, more unexpected twists and turns. Um, you know, it's become an institution in IZW, but also in the state of Arizona. So now that word's getting around, who knows who will want to be in it and, and what will happen. Um, so make sure that you get your tickets because it truly is one of the best nights of wrestling in the entire state of Arizona in the IZW calendar. You do not want to miss it. You want to be there live. Um, so go ahead and get your tickets. Uh, don't forget to follow IZW on social media at IZW Wrestling AZ. Um, so that way too, you'll get information on, uh, coupon codes, uh, talent announcements, match announcements, uh, and just everything happening with IZW. Um, so make sure you're following IZW on social media along with us, me, myself, Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook and Greg DeMarco at Greg DeMarco 44 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Of course, you know we're going to be sharing stuff along the way, but you want to still follow IZW Wrestling AZ for, you know, straight to the source for all your IZW news and information. Absolutely, 100%. You trust me. I know the guy in charge of these things. Um, You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss any of them, but you definitely don't want to miss this one because it does set the tone for the year. And, you know, if you know me, you know I'm going to want to set that tone in the best way possible. And, yeah, I can just tell you – You don't want to miss it. You never want to miss it. And this is just another example of that. Yep. Never want to miss it. So, well, if you didn't miss it, at least we got you covered. So thank you so much for listening to our IZW wrap up of wanted dead or alive. Of course, we will be back next week and, you know, the rest of these weeks to cover stuff. But, you know, anytime we have an IZW show, myself and Greg are going to be covering it on the hashtag Miranda show. Literally one of my favorite shows to do each and every quarter, each and every time we have an IZW show. I'm excited about recording these wrap up shows uh, to be able to kind of share our thoughts, to share what happened, to get the fans perspective, all of the things, and even just, you know, the insider information that Greg gets to share uh, as, you know, wrestling promoter, uh, you know, the kingpin of the chairshot.com, the unstoppable one, the king of shit takes, uh, you know, the reverend Greg DeMarco, of course, all of it, all, his, all of it. So uh, thank you all so much for listening to this week's show. For Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Don't forget to always keep it soft style. Chairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.